And the full Monty is like, I think the whole stick is that it's about stripper. I mean, it's about male stripper. It's kind of like Magic Mike. It's but it's Magic Mike before there was Magic Mike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is I want a revival of the full Monty with Channing Tatum. With Channing Tatum? No. <laughs> no, why not? Tatum. No, we don't need that. Wilson. What about um, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> no, we don't need that. We do not need that. Hello, and welcome to episode 67 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Mother's Day production of The Prom Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review to help other theater nerd listeners find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. To find out more about this theater nerd cult that we're all a part of, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing a Tony's Rewind. Rachel, here we are. Taylor. Early, early. (laughs) We're tired. We're here. We're doing it. We got our coffee. We got our bagel. Maybe just me. (laughs) Yeah, he's taunting me with a bagel. I'm like, I can't wait to go downstairs and get a snack. This this recording will not include any chewing during the no ASMR. No ASMR today. (laughs) Yeah, another day. Um, But... We are here. We're going to do our new weekly segment, What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 What's the buzz? I really do like this segment. I know. It's so fun. I'm so glad we've decided to do this. So, and as a recording, there's always tea. And the biggest tea of all. It's the tea with the Tony. Is <laughs> the biggest literally tea. As of recording as of this yesterday. yesterday yeah. yeah, crazy. The Tony Awards officially will not be televised on June 11th due to the writer strike, which we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. R.I.P. <sighs> um, yeah, we're not sure I what's feel... going to happen. Again, so, why didn't they just ask us to host it? This is the thing. I mean, we're still here. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm so I have so many emotions. I saw that and I was like, I get it. All right, that like mm-hmm. the first emotion is no, not the Tonys. Right. <laughs> this is serious business. This, but then yeah. my 
like my second emotion is like I understand I'm on the side I'm pretty sure of the writer so like I mm-hmm. I, I I don't I like get that we that this is happening and things need to continue to happen and people need to get paid and get paid well yeah get paid fairly right I just then I went back to like not only am I sad that I won't be entertained out of my mind but I'm sad we had like awkward years recently we had you know 2020 which no and 2021 which was also did 2021 even happen yeah, I don't know. It was the because one with 20... um, Leslie and Audra, right? That was that one. I thought that that was 20. Oh, maybe. I don't know. They all run together. Like They've all run together. Here, yeah, here's the but thing. This is like the first just, it's year. It's like we've had such, we've had such bad years. Right. Of, of things. And I just, yeah, oh, the, you're right. The 2021 one was when Audra and... Yes, because there wasn't one in 2020. There wasn't one in 2020. Because that would have been because COVID in the states came in March, and that would have been in it would have been in June. No, so so, okay, okay, no, no, no. This is right. The 2021 Tonys were actually the 2020 Tonys. See, this is why it's confusing because there was no because it was for the 2020 season. That's right. So there was that was the 20. So we had one year where we didn't have the Tonys and we pushed them an entire year. And yeah. then we didn't have the Tonys for that one year because like we didn't have the Tony award nominated shows because there was no theater going on. Right. So you had that. So that's two years of a mess. And last year was like we were getting closer, but it was still alert like Still wasn't amazing. Like we still right. didn't have full Broadway shows open for the full season, mm-hmm. and now Broadway is like taking really off. back. Yeah, it really is back. And you have all these amazing actors, not just like Broadway actors, but celebrity actors who've come in. You you have all of these mm-hmm. a- amazing. There's so much talent that we've been able to have and showcase this year. And we won't be able to see it. Yeah. I don't like, and I asked Taylor right before recording and I was like, we need to hit record, but will it be live stream? Will it just be like a ceremony without the jokes and just like live stream to us? Or are we going to literally have to be on Twitter and hope that someone's PR team is hitting send after they win the award? Yeah. So the official, the committee that I guess the Broadway League submitted a WGA waiver, which I didn't even know existed. So we're learning so many things here. We are learning um, for the Yeah, for the Tony Awards to air on CBS and stream on Paramount Plus, but it was denied. The Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter, which LOL, Hollywood Reporter, because this is Broadway, um, states... Quote, the two alternative courses of action apparently being weighed are, A, stick to the date of June 11th and hold the non-televised presentation of the awards, perhaps in the form of an intimate dinner or press conference with nominees and media in attendance, or B, postpone the ceremony until the strike comes to an end and the show can be televised. So that's okay. If they if they postpone the ceremony, do they postpone the voting or like they've already decided? Because that's the the other thing is that the Tony season, you know, is a specific 
there's a specific season, there's a specific right. time when they go and right. vote after, um, yeah. and maybe also some shows might close, which we'll talk about, you know, that they <laughs> might need to see. And none of those have yet to announce that. Yeah. But, right. Like, I'm just, if you move the date, there, I feel like there are some logistical things they would need to talk through, which they probably have and would. But I think yeah. that they're going to go with just non-televising it and not televising it because they don't. Yeah. Because they care because some of these actors are both actors on stage and actors, you know, in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, I think it's still fresh. Like this is only a day. So I think they're still, they're like having meetings now trying to figure out what's going to happen. Um, and I think... I don't know. I mean, I think postponing it is the worst is the is the worst idea because yeah. I don't know. Then like how long is this writer's strike gonna go on for? I mean, like I mean, that's, that's something long- you you had mentioned before. And people right. are saying, like, I've seen increasingly more of my TikTok algorithm has been writers and people who are on the like the strike lines. And right. I hear a lot that this is definitely going through the summer. People are not going to change their mind until a lot of financial investment is on of theirs is on the line, and so it. They were saying it was going to last probably through the summer, if not longer. Yeah, yeah, which, which makes is crazy. sense. Yeah, I think they started the strike at a kind of good time because shows are usually writing over the summer. So yeah, like, but and so if it does last the summer, then you know, I mean, obviously most of the things that we're talking about are film and television. I, I assume this is also going to affect writing of Broadway, like things, shows like that. Yeah, um, probably. I would assume. I, I mean, that's writing. Uh, apparently writers, like, they're not supposed to write during the writer's strike. Like, if, if they do, like, they have to say, like, hey, we wrote this before, or, like, whatever. Um, yeah. So, and I don't know how you can prove that, to be honest, but... And also, um, like, you feel like, you probably feel like you're... Um... I don't know, cheating's the wrong word, but right. you feel like you're taking a stance against the writers, you know. Yes, I've heard the term crossing the picket line is what I've yes. heard. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, that's the right, right. Term. Well, this is this is an ever-changing situation, and we will be on the front <laughs> Stay lines. Stay tuned. We this. will be posting on our Instagram <laughs> yes. story. We yeah. will be talking to you next week about this that's what we'll we'll keep you in the loop yeah i think really what this means is that just shucked should win best musical because it's the most optimistic and <laughs> it's the one that just means like you can't have a sad show win now like <laughs> you can't have a sad show win now i love Shuck that and into the woods that's the musical and there we go. dream teams yeah uh speaking of shock just for a hot minute i've listened to that album like four or five times all the way through and it is just a gorgeous it's so great it's like so people fun. say people say the music like that's one of the biggest criticisms that the music is just okay and like every review i've heard the music is great like i don't understand people are like it's really good i think it's funny because it's making fun of like con- it's written by a country music songwriter right. by the way yeah. and another songwriter who have had many many hits uh, yes, for a variety greenies. a variety yeah. of artists and I think that they just know how to entertain so well yeah and when you listen I mean the music is not like lame is it's just not um no 
but no. it's not supposed to be. And I've tried to explain to my friend who's coming to see it with me. I was like, it's a cross. <laughs> it's a cross between it's what I corn. think. Well, right. But I think like the music wise, it's a cross between Mean Girls and Bright Star or like uh-huh. yeah, Mean that's a really Girls and um, Come From Away. Like there's this like folksy, obviously country influence that makes the orchestrations super fun and and awesome but then there's also a narrator-ish component and Mm -hmm. they're telling Mm -hmm. you a lot about what's happening in the story Mm -hmm. which is like come from away and like mean girls well Um, or like we've said this before something rotten and yeah and yeah um bright star like those two coming together yeah yeah Yeah, exactly And mm-hmm. I think the I think it's I think it's so fun. I also I'm sure that on stage there's a lot of dialogue added in that makes it exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that the music is great. I I so well my current obsession is the is maybe love the song maybe love. It mm. is such a great song. Oh my gosh, so Caroline Inkbiler, in inner. Okay, now I don't know if I'm saying she it. has inner a really Bickler. really. Inner Bickler, Bikler, Inner Bichler. It's, it's her Broadway debut. Like that is, uh, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you. Where'd you go? What? You can't hear me. I'm I'm here. Can you? I literally can you hear can't hear you. I don't know where you went. You can. Can hear you me see now. me? Okay, now talk. No, I can't. Um, hear hello. You. Can you hear me now? Okay, yes, I can. I can't see you, but. Oh. My video won't work. <laughs> what is happening? What a mess. We are being haunted. Um, Phantom <laughs> oh no longer gosh. has a job at the opera, so the Phantom nice. is coming here. We, we're, we're just having... trying to say nice things about Shuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to say Shuck is amazing. Oh my gosh. I, I don't understand. The the fan Andrew Lloyd Webber is trying to haunt us for sure. Yeah, for real. Yes. Okay. Well, well do we well, just continue even though I can't yeah, see you? Yeah, I guess. I don't okay, know. so I guess speaking of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, all I was gonna say just to finish oh. out the Shuck segment that yes, we do every yeah. week. Uh, <laughs> she should have gotten nominated for a Tony. That's all I wanted to say. Yes, I was she's thinking amazing. that. She's she is so amazing. Great. And how I know. Ten Tony, na- ten Tony nominations really rolls off the tongue a little bit yeah. better than nine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're right. <laughs> ten, shut. Ten for shut. I don't know. Shut for ten. Tony nominations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, Rachel, now, now that we're song. being yeah. haunted by the ghost of yeah. the the Phantom and and Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, it's because also not only does Phantom no longer have a job but seems cinderella will also be out of a job <laughs> come june 4th yep. so yeah. officially um after having literally zero tony nominations and after dan- dancing which also had zero tony nominations we talked about last week set its closing date bad cinderella set a closing date the beginning of june which i'm really i'm like not shocked but i'm kind of shocked that it's that early June fourth, yeah. because as we all know, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber has a has a big ego. What? I know. Wild. So yes, uh, we our technical difficulties are better. Rachel can see me now. The Phantom <laughs> is gone. Um, Don't yes, say that's it. Cinderella. When this happened, when this was announced, I te- Rachel and I were texting, obviously, and I was like, honestly, I'm a little, I'm not surprised it's closing 
but I'm just surprised it's closing this early. Like, I feel like it's so soon, but I I feel like it's soon enough. I mean, I think that it's true though, right? Like if you're really, first of all, not only did they not win any Tony, like get any Tony nominations, but also their gross has been down since they opened. Yeah. And that's a bummer. And that is not sustainable. (laughs) And I, you know, sometimes you decide to close a show not just because your money is going down the drain, but because actors are also expressing that they are going to be contracted for another job also. Like, these actors and actresses, like, really are putting in the work and unfortunately not going to be recognized and... That's really hard. Yeah. Like it's going to be on their resume and people I think will respect the work that they've done um, because yeah. they didn't produce the show. Right. But, you know, it's it, it's a flop, I would say. It's a flop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the definition of a flop, although it, it lasted longer than a normal flop. So, yeah. Tyler Joseph Ellis comment on um, Broadway World's on the on the announcement says all my love to the truly badass casting crew so i think the yeah. cast and crew are are loved and and everyone knows closing a show is not not like no one wants their show to be closed so right yes. um but also when you also when you hire someone that has like hardly ever done broadway as the lead i think it, it it's either like oh a star making turn or it's like oh they're struggling but also i think the show itself is like not yeah, I feel like great. as it was in the West End, it probably would have run and maybe would have been awarded a few more Tony Awards if that's how it had mm-hmm. come. Or like it might have been yeah. a few more nominations, not actual awards, if right. it had come that way. Um, yeah. But instead, they decided to rebrand it. Right. So. Bad Cinderella. Told you. I told it. What did I tell you in February? What did I tell you? It's just, <laughs> it's bad. Horrible. It yeah, is yeah. bad. That's all we can yeah, say. Um, some other fun news though. There's lots of casting things. Robin De Jesus yeah. and Patty Murin are going to lead Little Shop of Horrors at the Mooney. I know. It's we need so to go. I always wanted to go to the Mooney. It's only like two. Mooney? Mooney? Yeah, it's only like two or three hours from here. So I mean, yeah, we could do and it. And I've never seen Little Shop. So what? Yes, so haven't we good. talked about this? I, I guess I have every time I'm so shocked each yeah. time. You're shocked. You're shocked. I'm shocked and I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm so shocked. Um also another Mooney casting, Jessica Vosk, Jared Spector, and Taylor Louderman and more will lead chess at the Mooney, which is also incredible. I am up first of all, I love that they're doing chess. Second of all, yeah. the three of them alone, I am unwell. I've heard like rumblings of people wanting a chess revival. Mm. Um, um, speaking of this, of course, Leah Michelle in an interview put, did you read this? That <laughs> well, she already that knows what she's doing. Yeah, that she already knows what she's going to do. And people are speculating that it's going to be chess, but then also people are speculating that it's going to be, uh, she's going to go in Moulin Rouge. I think it's going to be a revival of the last five years. Really? That would be insane. There's this like person I Jonathan follow. <laughs> okay, listen, there's this person I follow on TikTok and all that they do is literally they have an open tip line and people just like put tips in and they just spill well, the Broadway. How do you do that on TikTok? TikTok. They just call No, they have like they... they have a website and literally oh, okay. or like an email and a tip tip line. Anyway, it's just um, amazing. Can we do this? <laughs> yeah. 
but what's interesting is that I was thinking, you know, like we're gonna have to have some kind of revival of a small musical. Like we're just right. we're due for we're doing lots of big musicals, so you know the pendulum swings hard the other way. And I was thinking what what shows and and last five years came to mind. And then I read and and read something about that that people had been thinking about that before the pandemic. And then this person said on their TikTok that there had been mentions of doing the last five years as a revival and having three main casts, like having three main Jamies and three main, um, why can't I remember her name? Kathy's, thank you. Um, And that would be, first of all, insane. And then I was like, but also if that is happening, Leah Michelle would do that. It's also a hard show to do eight shows a week, so that makes sense. Yeah, but that's yeah. like that's like child actor rules. But right, like, wouldn't it be amazing, like, if Nick Jonas? Not that this is gonna happen, but like Nick Jonas is in for one uh, as as Jamie, and then, um, you know, who else? And um, I don't think it's gonna be Nick Jonas because they're doing that. No, big no, no. Tour. I'm just thinking. Oh, okay. I'm thinking who else? And like Jonathan Groff and um. The idea would be that you would want to go see all three of those people. And so you would come to see the show three times. Lee Michelle would be great, Jamie. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, she would. She gives Jamie yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, we veered okay, off anyway, the course a little bit. We veered off the path of, of the way. Okay, let me tell you one more new news. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, speaking of casting, so Jeremy oh, yeah, Strong, yeah. the yes. lead one of the lead actors of Succession, is going to come to Broadway um, for a 16 week run in An Enemy of the People. Yeah, again, uh, so apparently. That, I didn't know he's been on Broadway before. But. Yeah, but that's really exciting coming off of what will most likely be an Emmy Award winning um, season for uh, Succession. Yes, none of the actors, I think, have won Emmys. I may be wrong. Maybe Jeremy Strong has, but... Um, it's their time to shine. This season, Are you a Succession winning. fan? Yes. Okay, I tried to watch it, but I got bored. So, but also now I know all the spoilers. Like I know, like what's his name? Died. Don't say anything. Don't yeah, say yeah. anything for our listeners. <laughs> what well, everyone There's... knows. It's all over the internet. The Hollywood oh, swinging Hollywood reporter. They put it on like the next day, like on the. They do. The I hate article. when they do that. I'm like, y'all, we have not watched it yet. Right. You gotta give me like five days. That's right. my grace period, please, mm-hmm. or like a week. Yeah, so good for him. Love when stars make it big in Hollywood, then they come back to Broadway, just like Jessica Chastain. Who's this year? It. Who is killing? Yeah. And we hope wins the Tony on the on the um, press conference that they're gonna have. And <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to wrap it up, really, with um, some great news, the uh, the most Tony Award nominated show this year, Some Like It Hot, is going to la- launch a national tour this fall, yes. which I feel like is soon. Like, that's not that far away. So, oh, that's so soon. Be, they must be bringing it together um, pretty quickly. And we're excited. I'm excited. Maybe I'll get, maybe we'll get to see it. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. 
It would be fun. Lots of I tapping. It'll definitely come to uh, DC. I'm yeah, sure that's of it. true. I know. Um, like, I, I, I love that the show has the most nominations and it makes sense, but I think it might. I don't know how many wins it's going to pull out. Obviously, we'll talk about it in our predictions eventually. But unless, you know, the Tonys gets pushed back to like, you know, December or something. Yeah. So that's the buzz this week. Lots to talk what about. What is the buzz with all the, yeah. the buzz and the technical difficulties? That's right. And the Phantom you have coming them both. in. Always. It's always the Phantom. Maybe we need a new character to come in. It could be Ghost, Patrick Swayze, and the oh, wow. musical version of Ghost. Whoopi. <laughs> Hear me out. Casper the Friendly Ghost musical. I mean, as a puppet? I mean, Casper that doesn't sound bad. Yeah. yeah. Or Benjamin Padgett from Oliver can play Casper. He's <laughs> so good. Every time I, I started following him on he's Instagram, un- and I was like, uh, he's so you know good. what? I'm not, I'm not mad about this. Because you have to. Yeah. I need him and the girl who's playing Annie in the Annie revival to do something insane. Like, I need them to be in like, last a different years, musical. Last style. five years, kids <laughs> in musical. Like, they're just <laughs> unbelievably talented. Yes. I need yeah. a, a 13 revival. Like, I just need something. I need. Oh, he would have been great in 13 them. if they made it, you know, better. The movie. <laughs> oh my god. And goodness. on that note. Yeah. But now we now transition to the Tony Awards. Again, it's Tony's month here at Tony's. Here at as, a, as we've always said. So we are doing a Tony's Rewind. Rewind. Rachel, I went back and looked. It has been since February 6th we did a Tony's Rewind. No Isn't way. That crazy? It's been that long? It doesn't yes. feel that way. Because we did our March Musical Madness, which took oh, yeah. five months. I kind of blocked that out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. There's All a the audiences are period. like, maybe I wish yeah. I also had blocked out yeah. yeah. It's okay. Maybe will we bring it back? Who knows? I think Time it was off. great. <laughs> it was. It was really fun. It was really fun. It's like the so people we who say that they the... like, like birthing a baby. They're like, oh, it was terrible. And then... They, then there's enough time in between when they get pregnant and the next one that they forget how terrible it was. That's like maybe what our March Musical Madness is. Like. Yeah, exactly. March Musical Madness was our baby for our theater nerd baby yes. that yes. we did come up with very quickly. So uh, maybe true. that's just like yeah. a oops. Oh, we had a baby. Um, <laughs> oops, oops we're having a baby. Oops, I did it again. Britney Spears. Uh, Britney Spears. So, um, yeah. Once upon a one so, more time wild that that's i keep seeing uh, videos of that rehearsal process i think that they're really struggling to sell tickets because i continually get flash sales for it mm. well we'll see that and bad cinderella so here we are yeah oh okay. angela but we're not talking about... maybe he'll come on with a snow white next year <laughs> he was at the coronation um, and i yeah. cried did you watch the tiktok i sent you yeah Where... yeah yeah i did i did yeah <laughs> so funny i know oh. link it in the show notes yeah. okay back to well the before we get into the rewind um we will we must talk about what the tony awards are listen this is tony's month you guys probably already know but um this is where we look back on a tony award show 
we reflect, we look in the mirror, we do some introspection, maybe we splash some water on our face, we make sure on. we're good. Yeah, that's right. And we say, hmm, did the theater, mega theater wing get it right? Uh, and Rachel, why don't you tell all those listeners out there uh, what the Tony Awards are, in case they're not aware. In case you're new, uh, the Tony Award, new to Earth, new to this podcast, either one. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> Happy zero birthday. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, just so you know, the Tony Awards is what I like to say is like the theater Super Bowls, except that there are many teams competing for many mm. awards, so it's nothing like the Super Bowls. And it celebrates all of the season of theater. And um, as I think we've talked about before, the Tony rules on what qualifies um, as a show that was open long enough or open during the season of theater for the past you know, year uh, mm-hmm. continues to change year over year. Uh, but here we are. Uh, and the awards were founded by theater producer and director Brock Pemberton and named after Antoinette or Tony. Perry, who was an actress, a producer, theater director, and was co-founder of, and secretary of the American Theater Wing. And the first Tony Awards were held on April 6, 1947. Whoa. I wonder Crazy. if in New York, New York, the musical, they referenced hmm. the first Tony Awards. Because isn't that the same time period? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, today we are doing our rewind and talking about the 55th annual Tony Awards with Rachel on this Wikipedia page. I have found the solution to our problem. What is it? Which Rachel and I, we usually watch the same link, but we actually watch two different links. The first 10 awards were telecast on PBS and the rest of the show was telecast on CBS. So the bit was actually real. Yes, the bit was real. Yeah. So the the version I watched had the show that started with 42nd Street, which we will talk about. Mm. But then it and the whole show ended and then it started again and it was like Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane doing this bit of them and they talked about PBS and I was like I'm so confused was this like videoed like taped wrong obviously TiVo did not exist so or DVR or whatever yeah so mm-hmm. live stream not that, not that anyone is doing that now that's YouTube like TV. Yeah, yeah 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 stream yeah so um. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy that that happened. This was held on June 3rd, 2001 um, at Radio City Music Hall. So I feel like they didn't really make that big of a deal about it being at Radio City Music Hall. Maybe they were over it. but I feel like they did when the 42nd Street dancers came in. Yeah, that's true. That's deal. true. And I guess during, um, during um, Rocky Horror Show, not Rocky Horror Picture Show, yes. but Rocky Horror Show. Rocky Horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was, of course, hosted by Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane, which is wild. You know what I was thinking is that that's basically like Annabelle Ashford and Josh Groban hosting it this year. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. So, it is so crazy. Yeah, or like Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond hosting it. Like, yes, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, um, hello. Are you okay? We're basically okay? saying parade is the producers of this year. 
That's no, not really kidding. what we're saying. But can no. you, I mean, Taylor has made this point. I don't know if we've recorded at this point, but it's crazy to think that you're doing eight shows a week and then you're also hosting the Tonys, not just performing because you know they had yeah. to perform. They had to practice their performance. Um, and they always they do to host the Tonys. Yes. And we've heard about this, that they do a rehearsal for the Tonys the day before. And Which then is... they do a matinee. They do their show on Sunday. <sighs> And then they go do the Tonys again in the evening. And the also they Tonys. already did two shows on Saturday. I think they just do, well, I think because of the rehearsal. Well, maybe they do it in between their shows. I don't know. Or before. Mm-hmm. Before call. That's wild. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And we thought Thanksgiving Day Parade was crazy. <laughs> and we thought our jobs were hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, um, yeah, so that's why, I mean, they seemed, they didn't seem tired, like, they seemed excited. And yeah, and they sounded good. Yeah, Talking they did. and otherwise. Yeah, that's true, they weren't sick. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this, we've done a Tony Awards that was post 9-11, and this Tony Awards was pre-9-11. Yeah. We were talking about, maybe before recording, how different this show this awards show would have been if the producers had come out six months later like it would have been wild the other season yeah yeah it just would have been a very different very yeah it's it's very interesting to think about but i think obviously the big thing we can you know we did this with our when we recapped the book of mormon tony awards and that this is a little bit similar in the sense that it is a show that dominates the entire award show and everyone knows it that's there. I feel yeah. like, well, I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe before we talk about that, Rachel, how did you yeah. feel about the whole ceremony as a whole? Let's talk about that. Let me back up. Well, I um, watched it where it was PBS first and then right. the PBS, but I didn't realize it was not a bit. I just thought it was a bit. Now that yeah. it's real, that's also yeah. even more ridiculous. And it's funny. also weird. Like, why? <laughs> so strange. Nothing makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as a whole, I thought it was good. I really, the plays felt stronger to me than the musicals, which feels bad to say, considering there was a Sondheim musical also in the right. mix. But it really felt like the... I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It It also, I felt that Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane were actually not in it as much as they could have been if they like if they chose to be in it more they were definitely in it for there was like four or so five maybe segments where they were really in it um but I feel like other hosts like you know even thinking about the terrible host of Kevin Spacey, he was just very present all the time throughout the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of that. I feel like was they really... weren't in it at all. Like I really feel like they, they were weren't... in it for four times. I'm pretty sure yeah. they were in. They did two bits in the chair, and mm-hmm. then they did that one. Matthew Broderick is going crazy and everything's going to his head, and then they did right. one other bit, and then they performed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again, maybe yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's what they signed up for. Because they perform so much. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, it, this is not my favorite Tony Awards, not just uh, because of the because of them, but because of the shows. Honestly, like uh, some of, some of them do not stand the test of time in my in my opinion. The full Monty? Um, what? Come on. <laughs> I was ready to see to see Andre the Shields, all of him. I was ready. <laughs> I love that. I didn't. I did not know. I mean, I maybe have knew, but I didn't remember. But I. I don't think I knew that Andre de Shields was in the full I Monty. No, at all. And then he's there, and yeah. I was unwell. And he. Um, and he did a great job. He did a great job. He did a great job. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt like there was something a little bit that that not at all of these had the wow factor for me i yeah. guess and so then it was hard to yeah. yeah so the musicals that were presented at least in this in the in the tonys i'm not sure about the whole season even but um of course revivals being the rocky horror show follies bells are ringing and 42nd street and then for best musical jane Eyre, the full monty a class act and the producers and Again, I think maybe this is the earlier point I was making is that it kind of felt like I feel like going I don't know what the vibe was going into the show, but it kind of felt like, oh, everybody knows that like the producers was the big juggernaut of the season. And Mm -hmm. everyone maybe knew like that's just how it was going to go. So no one really was like excited not that they weren't excited to be there, but like, I don't know. Maybe that's just what the the feelings that other, you know, a lot of other musicals had while being there. Well, and I can imagine, right? Like, if you're someone from the Full Monty, especially because that's a show with a lot of men, um, mm-hmm. that you are kind of like, well, they asked them to host the Tony Awards, so clearly the Tonys mm-hmm. are going to go to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think there's some of that going on. The to me, the revivals, the plays were like pretty good plays, like pretty mm-hmm. strong play category in the play, both revival and best play. But best revival of musical, I felt were very strong. Those options there, I felt they mm-hmm. were big. They're big shows in different ways, and they're really strong shows. And then essentially, you have the producers in the full Monty, really like a class act. I was like, I don't even remember this musical yeah and jane Eyre, i was like oh okay (laughs) jane Eyre was giving a lot like very basic musical theater like oh oh, oh, (laughs) and all (laughs) yeah it was like it was like lay miz but for jane Eyre. yeah but there was a lot something i didn't notice about jane Eyre is that a lot of people cheered for it like it was the audience was like very excited about jane Eyre. so I don't know if they like paid people to do that or if they, <laughs> if paid they yeah, if they had an applause sign, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get like, right. I just think when you think of the right, some of this is hard because we hindsight, but when you mm-hmm. think of these names, you obviously I, like the full Monty is a name I know is a musical I know and right. producers and I, the other two, I, who are they? Who are you? And so well, I a class act is a musical, a, an autobiographical musical about the life of Edward Cleblin, uh, who wrote um, the lyrics for uh, a chorus line, which is what they. Yes, 
And that, I mean, but the only time I knew that was when I listened to them say that on this Tony right. Awards. And the the people who performed were very, very good. They were good. But, I mean, these performances actually were great. I'm just yeah. thinking about when we think about longevity of these musicals. Right, right. Well, you yeah. can't not, I mean, the star-making turn that was the producer for those two people. I mean, Nathan Lane had already been in spotlight and Matthew Broderick to a certain extent I mean he's been in the business for so long now that it's yeah it's kind of crazy I mean yeah they joke about movies that they had been in yeah yeah before yeah yeah and and the full Monty is like I think the whole stick is that it's about stripper I mean it's about male stripper it's kind of like Magic Mike it's but it's Magic Mike before there was Magic Mike yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah all I'm saying is I want a revival of the Full Monty with Channing Tatum. With Channing Tatum? No. <laughs> no, not why Channing not? Tatum. No, what? we don't need that. Wilson. What about um, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> no, we don't need that. We do not need that. Do we need a revival of the Full Monty? That's what with I'm saying. Daniel Radcliffe, once again. Oh, we'll just put him right. anywhere. Okay. Okay, or maybe Tom Andre Holland. DeShields back in it. And yeah, Andre DeShields <laughs> reprising. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, well, let's talk about the performances. Like we can kind of trans transition into that, and then we'll talk about some of the awards too. What well, was I mean? So we did see a lot of the plays too. Loved it. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We saw scenes with Viola Davis and um, oh my gosh, that was, was amazing. amazing! And Mary yeah. Louise Parker, and that was amazing mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. What else did we see? Yeah, well, so the play that Viola Davis was in, um, King, King Headley, is um, an August Wilson play, which I don't think I'd ever seen August Wilson. Like that was the first time I ever like saw, saw him. Yeah, like saw, like literally saw like on him on the screen. I didn't. I, I mean, maybe this is showing my theater nerd ignorance, but I didn't know who August Wilson was until the Fences movie came out. That was the first time I had ever heard of him. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, but okay. Well, I guess you probably heard of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Then after that. Yeah, I heard of it after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Fences movie came out in 2016 or 17, something like that. And um, Jitney, and you hadn't heard of Jitney either, I assume. No, no, no. Gem of the Wild. Ocean is my favorite August Wilson play. Oh, okay. Just in case you want to know. I've heard that they're making a movie of the, the piano lesson. They're doing the piano lesson. Which is good. That's a yeah. good play, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I heard eventually, because Netflix has been doing all of them, that Denzel Washington's going to produce all of them. All the oh, August Wilson. Yeah, That's cool. Well, and he won a Pul- Fences and The Piano Lesson both won a Pulitzer Prize for drama. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's an incredibly prolific playwright that I feel like not a lot of people know, which is kind of yes. crazy. I feel like a lot of people know him. I don't. I, I feel like I could walk down on the street and people like. In know. my mind, he like goes hand in hand with Shakespeare. Like people know him. See, I feel like 
he would go along with like Arthur Miller, but I feel like more people know mm. Arthur Miller than they know August Wilson. And I think Maybe. that there's also like obviously a racial component. Like I feel like yes, unfortunately because he is black that people don't know him as well which is a real yeah, and shame the majority of stories yeah. centered around black characters yes, important yes yeah and they're all incredible and i think well you know i haven't read all of them but i love i love what i've seen of what yeah. he's of what he's written so um biola davis giving doing a scene about um her getting an abortion the character getting an abortion and it's crazy that to me that this telecast was 20 over 20 years ago and that's something that we're still talking about like Mm -hmm. yeah it's very relevant and sadly real yes and she's amazing and is this her first tony award that that's what they said they said yeah so she ends up winning the best performance by a featured actress in a play which i think i feel like is such a like like they could have gone with any other performance, but it's so amazing that they went with her because she just really like does her Viola Davis thing and like tears down the the house. I he mean, got winner. It was amazing. He now got winner. winner. Yeah. yeah. So great, yeah. and she's won two Tony Awards, I believe, as of now. Oh. For one, the other for Fences. Yeah. So I love the play perform. You know. Okay. Here's the thing. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, which ended up taking best revival of a play was okay this is i kind of got a little uncomfortable by it maybe you're supposed to but i I was like i do not like that show i can't handle that have you seen the movie no i haven't either so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't i I have zero desire to do that yeah i was kind of like is this like i don't know how i felt about it it was like yeah a lot it was kind no, of uncomfortable it. no it wasn't yeah. for me yeah it wasn't for me either i was kind of surprised that it won the revival i don't know if i'm surprised um this is 2001 but mm-hmm. i do i it, it it was it was not my favorite yeah. i'm surprised that it yeah i don't know i mean mm-hmm. i i think that proof my i thought proof mm-hmm. might have won but, Which ended up winning the best play. Well, but they wouldn't have been. This is best play. Yeah. It so won best play. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that won the Pulitzer Prize for yeah. drama. Yeah. And as far as the revival musicals, what did you think about those performances? I mean, 42nd Street, like literally tap danced some yeah. way, shape, or form for three minutes. Yeah. I kept thinking about how wild. Jonathan Groff would love this. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So good. And obviously yeah. the, the majority of that show is tap dancing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't surprised that they were tap dancing, but it just felt very good. Um, I am partial to the bells are ringing because I did a production of this in a camp, like a theater, like after Whoa, school program. I didn't I know this. Yeah, I think I, it was before I did CYT. And mm-hmm. um, we sent, and, and then for the talent show, my sixth grade year, I sang um plot uh what is the song um shoot the bells are ringing i think the title song is what i sang Mm. were the parties over it's the perfect relationship that's what i sang but still like relationship um i loved i loved 
Yeah, I love that show. She did such a great job. Follies, I love the song they chose. I'm mm-hmm. going to be completely honest that, which is I'm still here. I'm going to be completely honest that that's like the song that I love the most from mm-hmm. Follies. And I'm not as in love with every other song. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, or the Rocky Horror Show, my bad, um, mm. was terribly mic'd. <laughs> so terribly mic'd. Yeah, like, it was bad. Someone really messed up I and put Janet's mic on the whole time, mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. people's mics weren't on. And yeah. I, it just, the performance what could have been better, and it wasn't. Um, mm. Although I love that show. I love that show so much. Alice Ripley being in that show is crazy. Raul Esperanza mm. being in that show, also crazy. Yeah. Um, so What did you think just... of the person who introduced uh, Rocky Horror Show? Do you remember? No. He was like, I think it was, it was someone in the show. He was like the narrator. Is there a narrator? Oh, he's like the narrator. A, oh, he said a yeah. joke. Yeah, that would not yeah. be PC yeah. any longer. But yeah, he was like Rocky Horror tra- Picture all these, Show. But he was like, see, all these... because they use trans, they use the word transvestites, which we are only using here in explanation. Right. But like right. that is part of the show. Like that's ha- what they say in the show. And he, if he's the narrator mm. of the show, see, it's it's a challenge for me because I also right. recently saw Rocky Horror Show, the musical. Mm version um and it was amazing it is really not very well the inappropriate it's very inappropriate i should say right. but it's amazing right and but it's also the fa- i mean maybe this is in the show and maybe i don't know but he went look come look at my weird friends too yes and yes. and yes. i was like ooh, i don't know if i like that but you've never seen the show what? tay no i've never seen the show it's a wild experience no. please oh, do I'm sure. everyone should I'm sure. It's yeah. amazing. How did you feel about <laughs> yeah. the, the revivals? Yes, I think I, I think Forty Second Street was probably my favorite. I just loved also that they. I mean, I'm sure in my head I was like they had to pre-record this, but I just I loved the thought of them film like doing it live while they were there, of them going through New York City on the subway. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was just like oh, I'm sure they did pre-record this, but I just love the thought of them. It's so cute. Like trying to get to Radio City on time. And yeah. all of that. The tab number was insane. It just kind of yeah. kept going. I was like, it's whoa. It's forever. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And then the best musical performances. I got to say, I think we can kind of push aside class act and Jane. <laughs> they were, you know. They were they fine. Were, yeah, they were fine. You're right. They were fine. But The full Monty I, was great. I loved the full Monty. I thought it was so much fun. And they, I, I just couldn't help but think about the that front row of people when the lights went down and they were all naked. And yeah. I was like, oh, they got a real show. They get the show. It's basically yeah. Robin DeJesus and everyone else from the ba- boys in the band. Exactly. Except. Exactly. And um, Jesse Williams and and, and um, Jesse Williams and um, and take me out. <laughs> take me out. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. get me out there. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some there people was. were feeling. I, I don't think many people were feeling that though. I just gotta put that out. There. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the producer's performance was really fun, but I kept because I know the show pretty well. I've never seen it staged, but I've seen the movie, and I've seen like clips and stuff. And I 
couldn't help but think like why didn't you do a better number <laughs> i love that number oh my god yes the choreography it's is amazing so good. that's why they did it because the choreography because no they but then i felt like 42nd street with all the choreography but i felt like like the whole like there wasn't any leo and max together and then they did that rush segment at the end I, of like mashing the songs up together definitely think that yeah. matthew broderick said i do not want to be performing like that's what it gave interesting it gave uh like they i think they chose this because there was some direction on this also see i but, think they should have done keep it gay because first of all that would have killed and second of all then you have all four of the nominated performers there i i hear you i get that yeah. but i also think i think a part of it too is like if they took home back best choreography and we were not seeing one of their best choreographed dances we would have been like why didn't 42nd street win or do springtime for hitler because then yeah. you would have seen i agree that dancing. should have been the, sh- the thing but i wonder yeah. if cbs was like we don't want to broadcast this on yeah television. that's valid but then they'll broadcast naked men i don't understand i feels different somehow you're not seeing them yeah. it also feels like it, one is a political move and the other is scandalous yeah but freaking uh mel brooks thanked hitler in his acceptance speech so what are they gonna do <laughs> and he did the mustache and everything and i was like yeah. please someone and 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 get us out of gary here gary beach basically hiled everyone i like... know it was terrible yeah. guys it was yeah. not it was not the best <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's all a part of the show. Everyone know. I think everyone knows the producers because of the movie, too. So it's like, it's like a thing. Like, everyone knows that, it, like. God hope that you knew that this was a joke. Because if you didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, like I'm saying, it even would, like, this show would not run now. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. Okay. So, but I do want to keep talking because all the old lady. It, first of all, obviously, it's not old ladies. Like it's like. That's why it's so funny. Men and there's also men dressed so up as funny. women, right? It's I men know. and women. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's that, every, it's, it's the entire funny. cast. And then the part the when they the, when they're jumping on the trampolines is so, so funny. Good. The way and they use their walkers as the walkers. Dancing. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's it's just so some good. amazing Susan they Stroman. Did this, um, exactly. But yeah. it also was fun. There were like just some fun coincidences of like Audrey McDonald came out and presented an award and and yes. I thought Brian Stokes Mitchell was gonna win, but he didn't. So mm. that would have been fun. Um yeah. Who did but, take that one home? That so that was best performance by a leading actor in a play, and that was given to Richard Easton, The Invention of Love, which his mm-hmm. speech was sweet. I mean, he was like a very quintessential British um, person. Yeah. So <laughs> that is very true. That yeah. is what it felt like. Yeah. So it's obviously hard to not talk about the producers with this um, Tony Awards because they were nominated for 15 they won 12 that's the most any show has ever won now still right because I know we talked we've talked about Hamilton before Um, I don't know if it's the most any show has ever won it was the most that it was allowed to win so there were the reason it was 15 15 nominations was because there were people nominated from the same show in the same category 
Yes. And so it could not win more than 12, even though right. it was nominated for 15. And it literally won 12. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with Hamilton was nominated for 16, and I think it won. Oh, it won 11. Yeah. Nominated for 16, so. won 11. So. So I think producers is still this the is highest. Still with 12. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So, um, Full Monty won away with nothing, which is wild. It is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a really beloved show. Like, I feel like a lot of people love that show. Yeah, they were nominated um, for 10 Tony Awards. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was just... This is, once again, huge, this is yeah. the year, like my SpongeBob year, which is something mm-hmm. I think I said pre-recording. But, like, right. SpongeBob was nominated for 12 Tony nominations, and it won one. Yeah. Again, because along with Book of Mormon. The band it swept. Yeah. Right. Along with Book of Mormon, it's just, there was just one show, and that's who they wanted to give it to. Yeah. I mean, Catch Me If You Can came out Book of Mormon year, and that took uh. away some, but, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. what was funny about this is that there were, you know, there were speeches throughout the night of like there was one from I think best play or, or best direction of a play maybe and he came up and he was like this must be a mistake. I'm not a part of the producers like <laughs> Do you remember this? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's um, true. They, it, it was, was just funny. And like Mel Brooks came up for best book and he was like, I'll see you guys in a minute. I'll be back. Like, <laughs> And also because some of the people for um, the producers were not there. And so Mel Brooks like yeah. ended up having to give three of the speeches, including his yeah. own. And mm-hmm. he didn't he EGOT? Isn't this where he EGOTed? Yes, this is where he EGOTs. Yeah. Yeah. So it is interesting, you know, of course, one day we'll do a deep dive on the producers. But, yeah, it is interesting to think, like, could this show, like, will there ever be a revival of this show? <laughs> well, and this, what's so interesting also is that the the movie was before this, not the musical, but the movie. Yes, yes. And movie. adapted yes. into the musical. And mm-hmm. then. 1967 movie, yeah. And then also became a movie again. Yes. Yes. And yes. I think something Which like didn't that... do well. Mm-hmm. The movie did not do well. The original movie. Yeah. Correct. No, 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 no. The, this, the, the revival movie. movie. Yes, the musical movie. The revival. But it's just very interesting, right? Like, because I think... Um... I find that, that that pattern to be very tied, often tied to the people who play those roles. Mm-hmm. The way of like, mm-hmm. it's a movie, now we've adapted it to be a musical, and now it's a movie musical with yeah. those people. And so it's well, really hard to figure out if I'm going to do a show again. Forget it, forgetting all the political things that might or might not be allowed and the cross-dressing that is maybe not sensitive. Right. And right, like in this day and age, right? like thinking about all of that beyond that just the way that these characters are now so tied to nathan lane and matthew broderick yeah that's true that's true i wonder if you can equate it at all because shucked is gonna is the musical comedy of the season this year Mm -hmm. 
And it's I don't think it's as big of like a juggernaut as the producers was, and it's it's not as people big don't of a, know it. That's part yes. of it, right? Because it's, it's not, not as a, a movie. big right. That's true, and people know Mel Brooks before, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I wonder. It would be interesting if that took the same like it wins best musical, and then they make a movie of Shocked. Like they just do it all in the same. <laughs> I cannot imagine they <laughs> the would do same that. Two years, it would be very interesting, but. I, I mean, know. that's what the prom did. Yeah, but it but the prom wasn't a huge juggernaut. Like, no, it wasn't like the producers. That's like, why I'm thinking this yeah. is this is one of those standalone, like one of the standalone like musicals, which is why I don't think it will ever happen again. Yeah, yeah. Which Unlike Annie Hitcher Gum, which could have come back. <laughs> yes, the Reba McIntyre moment was amazing was so funny i mean listen not every performance that the producers like we said could win but i thought it was interesting that pretty much every musical performance except best performing actress by a leading actress what was a producer's performer so every other single award was a producer's Award and and I think also it shows. I mean, we did get a best performance by a featured actress was Katie Huffman from the producers, but I think it shows that that show is just very male dominated and there's not there's literally there's like ensemble women, but there's literally like one lead woman in the show and she Mm -hmm. she, yeah and she got featured actress. She didn't even get lead actress. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a bummer. Like I was kind of like, oh man, that just shows that maybe he should have written better. And maybe that's like the whole the whole point of the show or the stick of the show or whatever. But I don't know. I was like, man, you could have written more for women in this show. Well, the full Monty (laughs) also is a lot about men. It was giving the plays we're giving, we're talking about women's rights, we're talking about diversity, and the musicals we're giving guys in theater yeah <laughs> like that's what and yeah. and repressed women like yeah that's what was that's it so it was very interesting i feel oftentimes that i feel oftentimes although maybe that's not always true the plays are almost always pushing a little bit further on the envelope than the musicals are most mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. but typically there's like a closer experience i think than what we we saw uh this Mm -hmm. time um but yeah yeah. and it's interesting a lot of i remember so three years later after this is when wicked comes to broadway and that's a very female obviously two females as the lead very female heavy show and it's i remember watching interviews of adina and kristen talk about how like there's not many musicals for women uh, women as the leads like that's what mm-hmm. was so revolutionary and also yeah to think back about like two year, two or three years prior yeah that's the you know the producers there's the full monty no like musicals. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's interesting you know one thing i did want to shout out was um poor little kevin chamberlain and his yeah, musical, the one musical nomination could you imagine um, if he'd won <laughs> I would have loved it as uh, a yeah. whore in the elephant. 
it's yeah. just one of those moments where you're like, it's so sad. This is the only thing they're nominated for. They were really yeah. struggling with the finances. They had mm-hmm. to continue to bring in like new actors and actresses. And like right after yeah. this is when Aaron Carter ends up being in the musical and like really helps the the ticket sales. Um but yeah, find it very, very, very sad. Well, first of all, even if it didn't get nominated, it should have been nominated for Best Musical. I mean, it should have. And I also agree. Why wasn't there a performance of it? We get performances of shows that aren't nominated all the time. There should have been but not a this year. musical performance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was I agree. crazy. I wish that there was a performance of it because I think it would have been great. I do love that. I did love Gary Beach's um, acceptance speech, which was very to the point and short and funny. And although I would have loved Roger Bart to win because I think he's just amazing in that role. Not that Gary Beach isn't. Gary Beach, original um, Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. So mm-hmm. And taking it home uh, with the producers in the best performance by a featuring, featuring, wow, featured actor in a musical. Yeah. And then, of course, best performance by a leading actor in a musical. I almost wish they could have given it to Matthew and Nathan, but they ended up giving it to Nathan. And I think that's the right choice. Yes, I think his is the better role, but I think I kind of felt bad for Matthew. Bro. I I think, and then I I get why Nathan Lane brought him out, but I kind of was like. Like he basically forced Matthew Broderick to stand there and be like, "How you lost." <laughs> No, I think like, he was no, like, I, I can't I win this without yes. you. I know. I just felt bad for for Matthew Broderick because he was he got he I don't know like Nate like I think he's sitting there like oh yeah I know all these people like didn't like they would rather Nathan Lane have another award than I don't know. I That's I him. mean not to be like the person who hates on Matthew Broderick he's not my fave just an FYI. as a human um because i really don't like sarah jessica parker so what who you associate with is a huge thing who you be married they've been together for a long time and and um they're still together and she does she does some great some great bits in this though she did a great yeah she does uh but i would say matthew i mean nathan lane is one very talented but two this role the role i think he has has to perform in a different way than matthew and that doesn't mean that obviously matthew was nominated these all all these people are nominated the poor patrick wilson and and, and tom hewitt yeah. are probably like yeah. y'all can't even see me in another world yeah. in another year they would have maybe even won right like yeah. and so it's just really hard it's yeah it, this is a really hard category and i think that Nathan Lane wanting Matthew to be up there is like a really sweet gesture, although Nathan was sweet. not having it. Matthew, Matthew was, was not having it. Having it. Sorry. No, Nathan no, was having it, and Matthew yeah. was not having it. Well, I think Nathan knew that he was like, "I'm gonna, I knew, I know he's gonna be uncomfortable by this," which also makes it very like they're just playing themselves in this show a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think they are a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and also I can see how you're annoyed by your coworker who's you know getting praised praise yeah. and you're not yeah but i mean patrick wilson's like i just show my ding-a-ling and i didn't even win so <laughs> yes exactly yeah. i'm sure yeah. that's exactly what he's thinking 
That's what I would be thinking. So, oh my god, uh, I do want to say breaking uh, the producers won twelve awards, of course, breaking the thirty-seven-year-old record set by Hello Dolly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Hello Dolly had won ten awards before this. Crazy. Yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, it was a pretty fast show. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. super long. It went it went by pretty quickly. But yeah, it was. Acceptance speeches were pretty quick and um, not super crazy. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like I mean, but I feel like sometimes I do like a sweep. Like obviously, we've talked about how. Like everything everywhere all at once. Like that sweep was so lovely and like yeah. other shows. I'm not like, saying it's not know. lovely. No. I know, but I'm, just... I'm also saying that like this for some reason felt like, oh, here we go. Like, oh, that's another one to the producer. And maybe it's just we, we don't like the producers. I don't know. I think I think I I think that they deserve the awards. I think what's yeah. challenging post 2001 in just 2000s in the 2023 world that we live in is hard to see a group of extremely white middle-aged men and that's like the group and that and that that that's who continues to come up on stage and it's not necessarily that doesn't mean that they don't deserve it there are well Susan Stroman too we have to say yes and so and two women yeah yeah yeah. Two and some white gay men in there. Women. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like the diversity yeah. here is, in general, at this, in this um, musical category, in both revival and in new musical, is slim. Yeah. And I think that I, it's just also hard when you, I, when you know something's gonna sweep, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even when Hamilton, we all knew Hamilton was gonna sweep. It, I know, for me personally, and I'm sure for other people, was challenging. As much as you're excited and you're glad that, like, this is, the, and it's completely different, right? Because it's diversity. It's, like, coming from absolutely nowhere. It's truly, fully new, basically. The mm. the type of song and the way that it's crafted is completely different. And the person who helped create it didn't have a lot, like Mel Brooks did, underneath them in the same Mm -hmm. kind of way so even though it's completely different when you know someone is going to sweep it's still really challenging Mm. because if it gives no it gives no one else any room to shine because you're shining brighter yeah and of course mel went on to do another musical after this young frankenstein and it was one of my favorite musicals but it did not get it was not well received it was not well received and they did a little um someone did a was it in the song they did a little roll in the hay joke it was in the, oh i missed it yes i list, i heard it and i was like oh that's a reference to young frankenstein that's so funny. anyway but uh, yeah that's interesting he was like you know this huge successful broadway man and then he came on the scene again with young frankenstein and it yeah it was not well received so that's it's interesting he was like really this like one hit broadway wonder so so interesting isn't it yeah very so and he looks basically the same as he does now so i was okay so that's the other thing about this show was uh truly everyone looked the same like bernadette peters came out and like girl you look the exact same uh kristen chenoweth was the only person where i was like oh you look young in this 
Yeah, well, I would say Nathan Lane looks different now. Okay. Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker look almost exactly the same. They look almost exactly the same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also, I think we also should reference, of course, the thing, the other thing that doesn't age well is the Weinsteins also winning a Tony yeah. with this with this award. So that's does a, a real bummer. Well, that is no. a bummer. No. Yeah. But on that note, <laughs> just wanted to end on that little button. That's there. how we oh. end a second. The wine scene button. Yeah, so good. Uh, so good. Uh, it was super fun to watch. I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, I think it was um, good. Yeah, I would recommend. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen 42nd Street or listened to the music, yeah. it's great. The Bells Are Ringing, also great. Follies mm-hmm. is so good. I mean, honestly, so. the producers is running all the time. I feel like there's regional productions all the time. So yeah. go see it if it's, if and, and you know, make your own conclusion. So Or watch the movie. Or Young Frankenstein. Or yes, watch the that's movie. true. True. Have you seen the movie? Of of Young of the producers. Yes, of the producers. The, the, the movie musical. Musicals. The movie. Yes. 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 But not it the original wild. movie. It's wild to me, and we'll probably talk about this at some point if we do a La La Land on it. That they literally have the entire original cast except the girl, mm-hmm. Katie Huffman, and um, Brad Oscar. Isn't that so crazy? It's so weird. I'm like, why not just add them to it? I don't understand. Maybe they couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I My guess is the studio was like, you can have all these people, but we need like at least two named people. And that was yeah, real fair. Outside of Nathan. Which is yeah. crazy. Such yeah. an interesting cast choice. Will Ferrell in particular. I'm like. Hmm? Yes. What? That. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? What? Not your own. Oh man, get on Mel Brooks. Maybe we'll get another show out of him eventually. Honestly, what do you think he would do? I don't know. He's ninety six, so he's got some gas in him, I think. And um, he's doing really Spaceballs. Spaceballs musical. Ooh, Spaceballs the musical. I feel like he could do something. Like if he's gonna turn one, I mean Robin Hood Men in Tights. He's gonna turn Ooh. one of his movies into a musical. That could be fun. That I will. I love that one. Well, thanks, Rachel, for having thanks, this hey. this good. Tony's discussion, Tony's month. Yeah, Here we are. Nice. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about character of the week. Okay, let's do it. This is the segment where Taylor yeah, right. and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think. How have we been? What are we doing? How are what we are feeling? We doing? <laughs> yeah, what simply what are we doing? Um, how are, are we, we feeling? And then we scour the universe, the theater universe, yes, and find a theater character who has similar thoughts, feelings, and vibes. We scour our Broadway playbills and go, which one? Which one? Yeah. Um, we also would love to hear your thoughts. Listen on the 2001 Tony Awards, the all the yeah. jokes that were maybe, you know, great or not so great. <laughs> um, the you know Leah Michelle news. Which show is she gonna do? We'll see. Uh, oh is she gosh. gonna go on tour with Funny Girl? That would be awesome. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, 
and also your characters this week. Comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are. This week, you may get a shout-out on a future episode. Rachel, are you ready to hear my character for the week? Tell me, Taylor. Who are you? Well, today in particular, because we're recording this, you know, to peel back the curtain again, the Wizard of Oz curtain. We're recording this out of order and um, from our main show. We recorded our main show. Now we're recording our character of the week. You know, just l- listen. I like to give the folks a little BTS. Yes. Behind yeah. the scenes. Not, uh, not to confuse with the band BTS, but um, K-pop, the musical. We would love um, to give you <laughs> yeah. some BTS. Some yes, real BTS right. as some butter um (laughs) but this week i'm feeling today in particular i'm feeling very tired but this week i've been feeling so tired like literally on one of my days off from work i took like a two and a half hour nap i'm not even kidding it was amazing and it's funny my wife my wife always takes naps on our couch and i'm always like no i'm going straight for the bed i'm going for the bed and doing that so anyway this week i'm because i'm feeling so tired i'm the character who what slept on a bunch of mattresses because that's right i'm princess winifred from once upon a mattress i love that yes i love that that's who i'm Uh, like this week that's amazing thank you Uh, thank you i love that princess p i thought her name was princess p i had to look it up because it's based on the princess and the p no her name's princess winifred I know. I love that. I know. I love Which that. That's Once what we call our dog. Yeah. I don't know Princess it very well. Winifred. Um, I'm sorry. That's so funny. Yeah. I think that yeah. the the what's interesting to me is that most of the time Once Upon a Mattress is like a high you do it your freshman year of high school. I feel like that's like that's when everyone does it. It perpetually you just do it your freshman year in high school. Rachel, who is your character this week? Well, speaking of being tired, I too (laughs) (laughs) have been tired this week. I was telling Taylor before recording that I have a big work event as of this coming out. It will be the day that this comes out and the next day. And it's just exhausting dealing with people. Mm. And I also feel like all I want to do is lay in my bed. Like I'm not even sleeping. I wish I was taking a nap. But literally yesterday before I went to a concert, which started at 8 p.m., which is so late. I um, laid in my bed, like, or on my bed, and just laid, like, I didn't do anything. I just kind of laid there. And I that support. reminds me of these other people who lay in bed. I think maybe they're stuck <laughs> in bed. Unsure. Do they have legs? I know where you're I going with this. Don't know. But I'm going to be all of the the grandparents of charlie bucket oh my god so grandpa so joe grandma josephine grandpa george and grandma georgina because lol at these names i am all four of them i'm the grandpas <laughs> and grandmas in the you know what's besides so grandpa funny joe is that really. i was thinking of people who were stuck in bed like all day and i almost went with the bed from bed knobs and broomsticks as my oh, character <laughs> So, little side shout out to the bed for Ben Nubs and oh, Sticks. Gosh, we oh are gosh. a tired to a pair, yes. a pair of Next us. Next week, are tired. we're just gonna do the show, record the show while we're laying down in bed. <laughs> yes, I wonder how that would sound. <laughs> yeah, Probably I not great, but I can hold my microphone up like that. You no, know, under the covers, it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, 
<laughs> just like we're having a little <laughs> slumber party. Right. It's a slumber party. This is what yeah, all the tea right. is built anyway. That's right. That's right. True, true. Um, oh well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion or slumber party, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye.